today's segments include actually finished, actually working, actually stashed, actually attending, an update on the knit along, and the giveaway, and how much do we love. Actually finished, you guys, this is the craziest finished segment that we've ever had on the podcast. I'm super excited because I finished a ton of stuff since the last time I recorded, and not little stuff. I finished a ton of really big stuff, so I'm very excited to tell you guys about all of the things. The first one is I finished the knitting on my Rhinebeck sweater, so I had been talking about um, this sweater in the last episode. This was my Ravelenix project. Um, I signed up for Whips Wrestling, um, which was, you know, to finish works in progress. And um, I had really only started just a little bit of the sweater. I can't remember if I talked about this last time, but I'd started a little bit of the sweater. I had done some of the yoke, and it has this really cute short row shaping um, that means that one of the button bands, it's a cardigan, one of the button bands is wider than the other by quite a lot and and it kind of, you use the short row so it, it turns out kind of like ruffly. It's really cute. It's just a really unique piece. But um, for whatever reason, I decided I did not need to trust the pattern. So I I was knitting along and it and it kind of said like, the one button band will be this size and the other will be this size and that's when you stop increasing. And I, I did not get to those two numbers at the same time. I think that was part of the problem, pretty big part of the problem, honestly, in terms of my trust level, um, although it turned out to be accurate. <laughs> um, but I, I was just looking at thinking, I don't know how that can be. I don't understand how I could get to those two things not at the same time. Clearly I know better than the pattern, which was wrong. Um, so then I continued along and then I was like this, the side that was supposed to be larger was just getting like enormous and ridiculous and, um, I was not right. So the first night of the Ravelinix, I had to pull back a whole bunch of knitting, um, on my sweater to make it less crazy and that, that ended up being okay. I, um, I had to pull it back very carefully because there were really important stitch markers um, and really important things that I needed to keep track of, um, but it was it ended up just fine, um, and that took me one evening. I feel like maybe I had to tell the story. Um, anyways, so then I was just cranking on this sweater, like it was just flying along. I um, I knit the whole thing um, and was done like four or five days before the Ravelinix was over. I did order some buttons. From Knit Picks, I have not decided yet if those are for sure the buttons, but the whole thing is blocked. It fits really nicely. Um, it's a really cute, I have a tendency um, to want to knit things longer than the pattern calls for, even though I'm short and that probably makes me look shorter. Um, but this one, I thought, you know what, this is so cute and it really is supposed to hit you kind of, it's kind of short-waisted. Um, but it's a really, it, it does have then sort of a jacket feel. Like if you could picture like a like a short, cute blazer, kind of the length that would hit you. Um, then that's, and I think it's going to be flattering in terms of my waist. So anyways, very excited about that piece. I felt like it was a stretch to get it done during Ravelinix. And then I did get it done during Ravelinix. So I was pretty happy about that. So that was the first thing that I finished. 
And then I said, okay, well, let me see if I can finish another whip during the Olympics. And so I broke out my Spectrum shawl. So this is one I've been working on for a while. It's a Hohi Locatelli pattern that I was knitting out of some hedgehog fibers in the villain colorway and then some knit picks, sparkly gray, sock yarn um, as the, the contrasting color. And it was seven sections of knitting and I think I had finished six. And so I thought, well, let me just see if I could crank this out. It was at the point where it was only the hedgehog which is a yarn that I really love, this one that I bought, this villain, this pink. And so I thought, okay, let me just see what I can do. And I cranked out the end of that shawl in like a day or two. So I really was closer to the end than I realized I had been. I started to get a little worried about having enough yarn left over, but I had sort of just enough yarn left over. And then when I got it done, this was another piece that I thought, oof, this looks small. But as soon as I blocked it, it really bloomed and it's beautiful. And even though it's August, I've worn it a couple of times already because because um, I love it. And so that one will be, I'm sure I'm going to wear that a lot. It's a gorgeous bright color. Um, and I just think it's going to make me feel cheerful all the time. So then I thought, okay, I'm on a roll. <laughs> Let me see what else I could possibly finish during Ravelinix. And, and this was kind of coming down to the end of Stash Dash. I think at the end, I probably ended up with 3,500 yards or so meters, I guess is how they measure it, in Stash Dash, but I, I kind of fell off the bandwagon there, and I wasn't keeping great track of, um, of my Stash Dash meterage. Um, but both of those things ended on the same weekend. I think Stash Dash ended on a Saturday, and the Olympics closing ceremony was Sunday night. So I thought, okay, let me see what else I can work on. So I had this shawl that I had cast on back in February. It's called the Windswept Shawl. And it's just a simple triangular sport weight shawl, really cute textured section, and then um, kind of a patterned um, edge and then a pico bind off. And so uh, I cranked that out too. And I was really happy with it, although I have to say um, I thought that the pattern was not the easiest in the world to follow. So there were a couple of things. Um, the textured section was great. Then you get to the section where it, it's supposed to be flowers. I'm not really sure that mine has cute eyelets. I'm not sure that it really looks like it has flowers. Part of that, I think, is because I did use a very, very variegated yarn. So I knit this in Blue Moon Fiber Arts, um, BFL Sport, and the colorway was called Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test, and it's just like a rainbow of bright colors. It's beautiful. Um, but a stitch pattern doesn't necessarily show up in this. But there were a couple things that I thought were interesting about the pattern. So she did have a section of abbreviations and things and, like, techniques you might need. But then there were a couple of key things that I needed to know how to do that I didn't know how to do that weren't defined in there. And I don't need somebody to teach me you know, how to do things as they write the pattern. But I do like it when there's kind of a, a unique technique. How's that for a rhyme? Um, to at least point me towards a tutorial or something. So last Sunday, the kids and I, um, they wanted to go swimming. So I took them to this great rec center that's about 20 minutes from the house. I thought, this is it. I'm going to crank out this last section of the shawl and it's going to be awesome. And that was really all the knitting I brought. 
I always have a sock. There was a sock in the car or whatever. But this that was the knitting I wanted to knit on. And then I get to this floral section, and it says, knit one long. And I was like, what does that mean? I've never heard of knit one long. And so I had to go and Google it and watch a YouTube video from the pool where it was noisy to try to figure it out. And part of that is probably, you know, my own fault for not looking ahead and making sure I knew the techniques before I brought this as my pool knitting. But I was sort of bummed out because it just was a little bit, I, I just would have expected that to be at least called out in the pattern to say like, here's what this means. And um, the other thing that there wasn't a link to was the Pico bind off. And I had never done a Pico bind off before, but I found again, a good tutorial on my own and I figured that out. Um, but I was feeling a little bit like um, the pattern was just light on resources that I needed to get the shawl done. But anyways, I blocked that the other night and I guess the, so the Olympics ended on Sunday and I think I finished the shawl on Monday and uh, I couldn't be happier with it. I think it's really cute. Again, lots of colors. It'll fit because it has so many colors in it. I feel like it'll fit with just about any color I would want to pair it with, which is cool. And uh, I'm pretty excited. So those were my first two finished objects of the week. So this, or three, three finished objects since the last time we talked. This is where uh, the podcast is about to go off the rails. So buckle up because it gets a little crazy from here. <laughs> so I had a really um, challenging couple of weeks at work. We have a huge project coming up. And um, I'm going to scoop my chair. I hope it's not noisy. Um, and uh, so I have this huge project coming up. I had this huge presentation this last Friday, and it's been super crazy stressful. Um, the good news is my huge presentation went awesome, but on Tuesday, I got to the end of my work day, uh, the boys were with their dad and I was super stressed out and I was like, you know what, I'm going yarn crawling. <laughs> and so I went out and I hit three stores for yarn along the Rockies and I'll talk about them in the attending section. Um, cause I have a whole recap on yarn along the Rockies, but the first stop that I made, there was all sorts of excitement about Knit Nosh, and it just like instantly cheered me up. I felt like energized and really excited and really just like raring to go. It totally, just totally invigorated like my whole day. I went from so tired and so run down and so overwhelmed to like just refreshed in, you know, in a matter of like an hour and a half. So that was awesome. But then I'm driving around in my car. I'm pretty sure I was listening to a podcast and I started to think like, you know what would be fun <laughs> for Knit Nosh would be if I had for each course of Knit Nosh, if I had a finished object that I could wear because I get up and like talk about this is the yarn and this is the food and you know, here it is. And then I kind of hand the mic to the dyer and they talk about the stuff a little bit, but I thought, oh, wouldn't it be fun if I was wearing something from each of them for this event? Now, I know all four of these dyers and they're super nice people. And if I shot them an email and said, hey guys, would you bring a booth sample that I could wear during the thing? I'm pretty sure they would say yes. But where is the fun in that? So I decided that the thing to do instead would be to 
three and a half weeks before the event, knit something <laughs> from each of the dyers. So we're going to talk a little bit about the crazy, because I have finished two things. This was Tuesday. Today is Sunday. Um, I've finished two things since I made this crazy decision. So maybe I'm not sleeping enough, but um, I came home and I started pairing up patterns with what yarn did I have in my stash from each of them. I had ideas of what I wanted to do before with all of the yarn that I had in my stash from each of the dyers. And I chucked those plans out the window and I started over. So I had two things in my stash from MJ Yarns. I have a lace weight um, in a beautiful purple and blue colorway that I don't have written down. Um, but not even I am crazy enough to try to finish a lace weight project um, between now and the 17th of September. So I, um, I cast on instead a hat with some of his American worsted that I had in my stash. And the colorway on that one is Midnight Orchid, which is a beautiful purple and pink. If you look at it from a distance, the, some of the purples are so dark that they almost look black. But I, I believe that it's all dark, dark purple and not actually black. And then splashes of hot pink. My friend Anna bought the same colorway in a fingering weight at Knit Nosh last time. And those, she knitted into socks. And those were the socks that she was knitting on the whole time the kids were in black belt class. And so... For a long time, I've been like, you have that yarn at home. You need to cast something on. So I cast on a hat. Um, it's called the, I'm just going to spell it. It's R-I-K-K-E. So I don't know how, I don't know how you say that. Um, but it's a very cute, just slouchy garter stitch hat. So could not have been simpler to knit. And really was, they kind of talk in the pattern even, that it's designed for variegated yarns. It really lets the yarn kind of sing. And I'm very happy with it. Frankly, my, I came down two needle sizes and my gauge was still a little bit off. Um, so it's a little loose, but it's kind of the type of hat I think is supposed to fit a little loose. And it is slouchy. So I think it's going to be fine. I'm not going to block it. So I'm afraid that if I block it, it, it'll be enormous and it'll be all my fault. Um, but then I stuck my, um, I have a, a, fuzzy pom-pom that I bought in the Yoth booth at um, Yarnfest, and so it just pins on, and I pinned that on there. So I have a beautiful um, MJ Yarns hat now with a fuzzy pom-pom, and that, it took me like a day. Like, I cast all this stuff on Tuesday night. Five projects I cast on Tuesday night, and I finished this one on Wednesday night, so that was pretty um, awesome and amazing. The pattern is by Sarah Young, um, and it did use pretty much just one skein. Um, I had a little teeny tiny bit left over of my MJ Yarns yarn, but um, but that was the first one. So one down, four to go. <laughs> so then the next thing, I really wanted to try to tackle the easier projects first, um, and I have some fun stories to tell about one of the shops from Yarn Along the Rockies, but I was in this darling little store on Tuesday night called Fingerplay Yarns. And um, they had a sample in there of a shawl by Nicole from Hugh Loco. I'm going to look up her last name. I think it's Nicole Clark um, from Hugh Loco. So she's a dyer who is local here, um, and they had done a trunk show of her stuff. And so I, the Hugh Loco was what I wanted when I went to Fingerplay. And 
Um, and then I had a lovely conversation that I'm going to recap later. And one of the things was she showed me this Atwood shawl. And so it was a very simple one skein triangular shawl. Um, again, I used up, I had a little bit of yarn left over, but um, it's just stockinette with some garter ridges and then some eyelets and then like a garter band at the end. And so I, again, cast it on Tuesday, started working on it in earnest on Wednesday night after I finished my hat, and I cast that sucker off this morning, which is Sunday. So it was a nice, fast product. It's a super cute scarf. There is a small and a large version, and I could see myself knitting this again and then knitting the larger size. Um, I think this will be a cute, and it's triangular, so you would probably wear it like kerchief style. I think this would be cute. Um even bigger and you could probably have some fun with a couple different colors or things like that if you wanted to um but this is the one that I knit out of my scandalous so I had a skein of scandalous Eartha which is her um merino bamboo blend um I bought this in advance of stash or not stash knit nosh last time and uh it had just been sitting in my stash and I hadn't figured out the right thing to do with it. And I actually, when I was yarn crawling the other night, I kept, I was on the lookout for something to pair it with so that maybe I could um, knit a two color shawl with it. I just, I was having a hard time deciding what to do with this yarn. And um, then when I saw this Atwood, it was the perfect pattern. So really quick knit. Um, and so that was like really just Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I got most of the knitting on it done. I, I did knit, I knit at the kids to laser tag this morning. And so I knit while we were at laser tag and, um, and cranked it out. So it's been blocked and it's outside drying in the sun right now. And I'm super excited about it. So that is two of five finished. <laughs> so that is it for my finished objects this time. And now... Uh, we can move on to what I'm working on, and I'm just going to jump right in. So before the crazy, um, after I had finished Windswept, I was like, you know, there was a project upstairs that uh, that I had worked on. It was a sweater that had been hibernating for basically two years. Um, and so the pattern is Boxy and Buttony by Hohi Locatelli. So... I think everybody is familiar with boxy. It's a very popular pattern of hers. I have a fingering weight boxy that I knit out of um, Madeline Tosh feather, which is a base they don't have anymore. And I would have to look it up to see what the difference was about feather. Um, I don't remember. Um, but in the coquette colorway, which is a gorgeous, bright pink rich pink is what I would call it. Like it's a real deep pink. It's beautiful. And then I have a worsted boxy that is just Cascade 220 in a gray. So it's just a cool gray throw it on sweater um, that I wear constantly. And then like around that same time she came out with the boxy and buttony. So it's a lot like the regular boxy. I think it's a little narrower. And then it's got this cute thing on the sleeves where um, you knit this little tab, I guess, that runs down the sleeve, and then you're supposed to put little buttons on it. 
Um, and the other difference is there's some texture to the front where the regular boxy is just plain in the front. And I was knitting this out of some Tosh Merino light in a colorway that was discontinued a couple of years ago that is called Fjord. And shockingly, it's turquoise. It's a really pretty though. It's like turquoise with gray and kind of brownish hints to it. Maybe even more brown than gray or brownish gray. Anyways, the beautiful Madeline Tosh variegated yarn um, that was discontinued a couple years ago and I ordered it from Eat Sleep Knit um, when they were getting rid of the discontinued colors. And frankly, back, back at the time, cast it on right away. And um, the beginning of the knitting went really well. And then I got to a point where it's a really interesting construction. Um, I was going to need to pick up some stitches sort of on the bottom side of that little tab thing. And I couldn't get it straight. I couldn't get it to work. And I, I kept ending up like, felt like I was knitting when I should be purling. It felt like I went from stockinette on the one to then suddenly I was knitting in reverse stockinette and I couldn't figure out what I had done and I couldn't figure out how to recover from it because there's shaping then. So I just was like, I have this all wrong. I can't, I can't figure it out. And, um, I had been knitting on the sweater sort of while in the midst of some, some difficult things. So I just didn't, I was just at a point where I was like, I don't, I don't have what it takes to like figure this out. Like I'm not in the right brain space to figure this out with this sweater, but the yarn is gorgeous. And I wear my other two boxies all the time. So I'd like to have the sweater. So the other day I pulled it out and when, one of the things I was feeling confused about when I couldn't figure it out was I couldn't quite tell like which, you know, front from back from this, from that. And part of the problem, I think, was that there were several sets of stitches at that point that needed to be on markers or on holders. So there's like stitches that are eventually going to be the sleeve. There's stitches on the back. And then there were the fronts and only one of the fronts was live at that point. And that's where I was getting confused was like what to do about this front. And so I had them all on stitch markers and especially like the back. It was too much for one stitch marker I had, or stitch holder. I had it on two long stitch holders. And I was like, I think what I need to do is take this all and put it on waist yarn instead so that I could lay it flat all the way across. And it's, it, it imagine that it's a boxy that's probably going to be a, like, because of the way she does those, they're usually like a 50 inch circumference or something. And right now it's not connected. So like laying flat it's probably at least I don't know 40 something inches long right and so I did that I took all of the things off all of the stitch holders and I put them all in waist yarn and then I was able to kind of like lay it on my shoulders to figure out yes this is the back and this is the right front and this is the left front and now I'm sure that I'm working from the right stuff and then I printed the pattern back out and I picked up the pattern and my, my mistake was as simple as this, right? So at one point it says, pick up the pearl bumps on the underside of the thing. And I picked up and knit the pearl bumps. <laughs> and that was the wrong thing. And so then, of course, I was off by one row on the knitting. But, boy, 
two years ago when this happened, I, I could, I just couldn't see my way forward from it. And I think it was just my brain. Um, so anyways, I, I felt like super proud of myself. I was like, yes, I figured this out. And so I knit both of the fronts and then I started to, and I did the part where I had to join, um, them and add some, cast on some stitches in the middle. I did twist those once and have to go back and do it again. Um, but that sweater is now ready for, um, quite a bit of just, it's not all stuck in it cause there is some texture, but it's sort of just doing the same thing over and over and over. So that would have been great because I probably would have finished it pretty darn quickly, except then the crazy kicked in. So now I have three other projects that are in progress that are all knit nosh related, and I'm super excited about all three of them. So I'm going to start with the smallest one, which is the Dazzle hat. So um, Katie from Modular Modular um, who will be at Knit Nosh, she designed this really cute um, garter stitch short row hat, fingering weight hat, and it's designed to go with yarn that Sherry from People Who Fields dyed specifically for it. So they're selling them as kits. It's super, super, super cute. So you guys should go check out the pattern right now or check out Katie's Etsy shop. I haven't looked today to see if there are still kits available, but... Um, I think they're selling it in a kit where it's like one of Katie's bags and the yarn and then the pattern. And the pattern is just darling. So um, I did not buy a kit, but instead I went through my stash and I was pulling out like gradients that I could play with. So I do have some Freya hand paints that I think would be perfect with this hat. Um, and I was trying to dig through my stash and find another fingering weight yarn that I could pair with it. There were a couple of colors that I have in stash that would be perfect complementary colors to the, the gradient that I have. But they were sport weight yarns and I, I did not want to mess with the gauge. So I ended up um, deciding that I was going to use some yarn I had dyed a couple summers ago. So I have a black and it's, you know, it's kettle dyed. It's got some texture to it, some depth to it, whatever. It's not like solid, solid black, black, black. And then I had done this little gradient in like kind of neon color. So there's, it's got pink and orange. I think it's pink, orange, green, and purple. There might be some turquoise down deep in the cake of it as well. So that's what I'm going to use for the dazzle hat. Um, so far, all I've really done is like the brim of it or the cuff of it. Um, and uh, that will probably be the last one that I finish because I do think that if I get into a bind, I could show my dazzle hat in progress and ask Katie to bring the finished one and wear it um, during the event. So that's the first one. Very excited about that one. It's going to be super cute. And um, like I wear my sock head hat constantly in the cold weather. And so another fingering weight hat is going to get constant wear by me. So that'll be a great one. The next two are both by the same designer. So there is a designer. Um, it's handmade by Sosu. And I think it is, Su yep, Suzanne Summer is her name. And she has these beautiful patterns that are kind of like the, you take a triangular shawl and then you make it something more than just a triangular shawl. So the first one 
that's sitting here right now, and I'm working on it while I talk a little bit. Um, it's called the Shawl Shrug. And so it's really a super cute um, cardigan where the top of it looks like a two-color striping um, shawl. And then it's got a contrasting color that runs up the fronts, like kind of a lapel. And then hers is three colors. So hers is like light gray, dark gray, and then this tangerine kind of pop. I am using Nerd String, and I have four colors. I think I'm going to stick with four colors. I may... I So I have four colors. I have a light gray that used to be called Shade 115. Now I believe it's called Tarnish. I have a blue that is called Sevens. I have a green that has some sparkle that is Chartreuse with Envy. And then I have... Her darkest gray, I mean, I guess technically it's a black, it's a super dark gray, it's called Black Celebration. And I picked these out to knit the range shawl that Renee had at um, Yarn Fest. And then I figured out that that was a brioche shawl, and I still want to knit that shawl. And I probably still want to knit that shawl with Renee's yarn. But I don't have time to learn brioche if I'm going to do this, all this crazy on time for, for Knit Nosh. So, um, I am knitting mine so that it's the light gray and the blue are the stripes at the top. And then the um, contrasting pop of color is the chartreuse. And then once you, like the body of the little shrug is striped, I'm sorry, it's not striped. It's solid, and I think that's going to be the black. It looks to me like if I look at how hers was done. Well, no, she, yeah. So hers is done where she had like a, a teal um, and a gray and the pink. Um, and I think it's going to be okay if where she used gray in the body and on the cuffs and stuff if I use black. Um, I actually think that will probably be just fine. So it'll be the dark blue and the light gray um, in the stripes, the green for the collar, and then this black celebration for like the body of the sweater. I think it's going to look amazing. So I'm super excited about it. It's got a very Stephen B kind of feel to it. Like, hey, I took a shawl and I turned it into a sweater. And um, I can't wait. And then the, the knitting of it is super, super addictive. So it's very interesting because the, it is garter stitch and it is striped. And without giving too much away, what she keeps having me do is like, you knit the right side with color A, and then you knit the right side again. You slide everything back down to the beginning, and then you knit it again with color B. And then same thing with the wrong side. You knit one set of wrong side stitches with color A, and you slide it back over, and you knit it again with color B. I did screw that up at the beginning, but... I caught on to my mistake pretty quickly, um, so I got the hang of it, and I think, and it's cool, and like I said, it's super addicting to knit, it's been a really, really fun one, um, so now that the Atwood is off the needles, this is the one that I will focus on um, this week, but then I did already cast on the other one, so um, 
I, this is another Suzanne Summer pattern, and you may, this one I think is a little bit more popular, although I'm surprised how few projects, honestly, these each have less than 100 projects on Ravelry, and they're so cool. Um, so this next one is called the Hoodie Shawl Cardigan. Um, so this is where the crazy really gets into, like, certifiably crazy, because not only am I going to try to knit five things in three weeks, but I'm going to try to knit a fingering white hoodie <laughs> as one of them. But I love it. Like, I'm obsessed with it. So um, this pattern, same sort of thing. You start with the construction like it's a triangular shawl. And she actually has three patterns that make a set. And I ended up buying the whole set because I was going to knit. I was definitely going to knit two out of three right at the beginning. So there's the shawl shrug, the shawl shirt, and the hoodie shawl cardigan. And so this one is, um, is also... I'm looking to see if she did three colors. Yeah, I think it's three colors. Um, you do the same sort of thing where you sh you're starting out with the exact same sort of alternating row construction. I am using People Who Fields in um, Sangria and Nevermore for those two colors. Um, the pattern one, she's got a gray and then like a tangerine pink and then some hedgehog fibers in between. So I only have two yarns and I'm looking at yardage. I'm gonna be short on yardage no matter no matter what, but I've got a plan. So um, the two striping colors, I'm gonna use Nevermore and Sangria. They're a purple and a pink. And then I bought some Hue Loco the other day um, and it's in her Glitz base, I think it's called. It's her sparkly, and it's just a beautiful gray. So I'm going to use the beautiful gray from Hue Loco as my third color, and um, I think I may kind of just stripe in some Madeleine Tosh uh, gray in Moonstone that I have that I was going to probably potentially use for some sort of a shawl, but I think that'll stretch me just enough so that I have enough yarn to get get the whole sweater done. But it's so cute. So anyways, this is the this is the last of the crazy things. I did get, you know, just the stripey section started the other night. Um, and we'll see how fast I go on the first one. And hopefully, um, hopefully maybe by next weekend, I will be working on that one a little bit more. So that's my goal. I, I have Labor Day weekend. Um, all to myself, which almost never happens. Um, so my kids will be with their dad from Friday to Monday, which leaves me um, the whole weekend to kind of do whatever I want. And so I am going to do a juice cleanse, which is a thing that I enjoy doing. I used to do a couple times a year, but I really have to do it when I have no children. And it's been about a year and a half <laughs> since I've had more than one day in a row without the children. Um, and so I, um, I don't know. I like, it's a thing that I like to do. I feel like it's a good way to kind of break all my bad habits at once. Bad habits like, gosh, this week I was stressed out and over a three day period, I ate an entire extra large bag of candy corn. <laughs> my diet soda habit has gotten a little bit extreme lately. Um, so I kind of break all those bad habits at once. It also, they kind of really recommend that you be like quiet and 
meditative like while you're doing it and so I feel like it'll be a really good time for me to just chill and knit a lot and get the rest of the things that I need to get done finished for Knit Nosh so that that's all set to go and with any luck um, I will finish the DK weight sweater um, over the weekend and be able to really devote myself to the fingering weight sweater. So watch the space, you guys. I started a hashtag um, because I'm going to be posting a lot of pictures of these projects. So hashtag countdown to knit nosh. If you want to watch the crazy happening in real time, that's the space to watch. Um, and that is everything that I am working on. Actually stashed. Um, so this week, you guys, was Yarn Along the Rockies, which um, is the... Uh, front range yarn crawl here in Colorado. So hot August it's just finished. It's kind of northern Colorado, southern Wyoming. Um, the yarn along the Rockies runs from Boulder to Colorado Springs. So all the yarn shops in Denver, um, Boulder, Lafayette, and then the Springs and Castle Rock as well. Um, last year I made it to, I took an entire Saturday and I made it to a lot of the shops. This year I just knew with a couple of things I had going on, my wedding anniversary, you can't yarn crawl on your wedding anniversary, um, and I had made plans today for my nephew's birthday, and yesterday I was helping my dad make a website for his photography, because that's his main endeavor now that he's retired. It was just going to be hard to fit it in. Um, so my friend Jen and I made plans to get together on Friday. She had not done Yarn Along the Rockies before. And so we made plans to get together and do that. And like I said, on Tuesday, I just had like a lousy day at work. And my brain hurt and I was tired. And I was like, you know, I just got to get, I got to get out of the house and go do something that makes me happy. So I decided to hit a couple of the local shops. And the first one was a new, fairly new shop, but definitely a new to me shop. I think they've been around about a year and that is a shop called Finger Play Studio. And they're either in I think they're in downtown Lafayette. I get I tend to get Lafayette and Louisville mixed up in my head or like merge them into one as if they're one place, but I'm pretty sure it's Lafayette. And um I knew that they carried Hugh Loco and um my friend Sarah had gone to a trunk show there a while back and I hadn't been able to go along with her um, but she raved about it and so I thought okay well let me go just maybe I'll just go check out that one because that'll be fun and so got in the car dropped the kids at martial arts um, drove down it was only about 20 minutes in the car down from there and I walked into this this darling little shop and it's this really cute little neighborhood um, and um, the owners were really friendly and really nice from the minute that I walked in and I said, well, I was here to see the Hugh Loco yarns. And she was like, oh, I have a whole wall of local dyers. It's all right here. And I said, oh, I'm so happy to see that you carry MJ yarns. And I mentioned Knit Nosh and the woman who owns the store went, oh, that's you. <laughs> and it was just like the nicest, was this the nicest feeling. It was like the total pick me up that I need. She was like, we've been talking about you all day. We're so excited about this. And we had this fantastic, great conversation about Knit Nosh and some of their customers have been, some of their customers are coming this time and they want to do one together um, early next year. So we're going to try to work that out. But I ended up spending, I don't know, at least a half an hour in the store. I had the loveliest conversation with the owners 
And if you are local and you're looking for another great local yarn shop, I would definitely recommend that you check out Finger Play Studios because it was it was a very sweet store. They were very sweet people. I was I was really excited about it. Um, so I picked up two things in there. I already talked about the Hue Loco um, glitz. I think it's glitz in silver um, because that was of the colors that were left. There wasn't a ton left, honestly, of her stuff. Of the colors that were left, uh, that was my favorite. And then I picked up some sunshine yarn in a colorway called Aegean. Eh, big surprise, it's turquoise. So, um, but I got some fingering weight with that. I had thought at one point maybe I was going to put them together, um, but I found something better to put with the, um, I don't want to say better because the Hue Loco is going to that gorgeous sweater, but something that's a better match um, for the Sunshine Yarns. So that was my first stop. And then I thought, you know, that was pretty fun. And why didn't I go and just hit the Boulder stores? Um, now I'm in such a great mood. <laughs> Let me go and, and do a little more yarn crawling. So I went over to um, Shuttles, Spindles, and Skeins. That's a large yarn shop in Boulder that's been around forever and when I when I first was knitting I really considered that to be my main yarn shop and my yarn shop of choice for sure um they're really nice in there they do a lot of great teaching and stuff in there and um so it's always fun to go in there the other thing this is like a goofy thing but if you are local and you ever make it over to shuttles um they're doing a bunch of construction there right now but they've put in a snarfs Snarfs is like my favorite sandwich place in the whole wide world. So we have one here in Longmont. They have a portobello mushroom sandwich that is literally like to die for. Um, so if you're at Shuttles and build your day around getting lunch at Snarfs because it's it's worth the visit. Um, so that was that one. And then I went to Gypsy Wools, which is just down the street from there, in, also in Boulder. And... Um, it's a charming little store. I had never been in there until last year's Yarn Along the Rockies. And, um, oh, I'm screwing up my knitting. Um, and so I, I had never been in there until last year. She has a really nice selection. She has a lot of really interesting things. And I was the only person in the store, you know, because it was like 6 o'clock on a Tuesday. Um, so she was really nice and, and spent a lot of time with me, kind of showing me the different yarns that she had, the project with the free pattern and um she's got a lot of mono still uruguay which is always kind of a fun thing i picked up some twisted owl studio um it was either bulky or chunky anyways um really cute hand-dyed yarn twisted owl is from texas and i don't have it in front of me so i don't have the colorway um but it was just pretty like blues and purples kind of a speckled looking but on a chunky yarn and I'm sure I'll be able to find something great to do with that. So that was fun. Um, and then I went and bought myself a pair of shoes because sometimes shoes make you feel better. So that was Tuesday. And then Friday was the day that I was planning to go with my friend Jen. So I've been prepping all week for this huge presentation. And then my huge presentation got scheduled over when we were supposed to be yarn crawling. And I was not thrilled. Um, we're supposed to have summer Fridays at work and we're supposed to be able to take um, Friday afternoons off to enjoy um, our families or in my case this weekend yarn um, and they scheduled this call but it was fine um, because 
my call went amazing and we just pushed back a little bit and we still managed to make it to um, the stores that were on our must hit list. So we headed to Denver. Um, Jen drove, which was awesome because it meant that I could knit in the car and work on my Atwood. Um, and the first shop that we hit was Bags by Cab. And that is down in, right in downtown Denver, right off the, um, the 16th Street Mall. It did not make it there last year because I was there right around closing time. And it, I'm not great at parking in Denver. So I wasn't able to figure out like how and where to park. But we didn't have any trouble. We went past the front of the store, kind of looped around, and we found a a metered space a couple blocks away and we just walked over so that's a super cute store um pretty small and I think she's a crocheter mainly I follow her on Instagram and I think her personal craft of choice is um is crochet but she had a lot of cute um indie dyed stuff I think there was some hand spun and um knit stitch yarns Melanie who I met at Jackalope and who is a sponsor of the knit along. They, she had her stuff. She had, I think fiber and yarn from Melanie and she had a cute little kit with a hat and maybe, maybe a hat using Melanie's yarn was even the free pattern there. She ended up texting it to my phone. So I haven't looked at it yet, but I think that's, um, I think that was what the pattern was there. So that was a great little stop. Um, I did not buy anything there. My boss called me, as I was walking in the door. So, so Jen was in there on her own for a little while and I was feeling a little distracted when we were in that store, but it was very charming and totally worth the visit, especially if you're just down around 16th street, that would be a great place to stop. Um, and so then from there we went to fancy tiger as you do. No, actually that was not our second stop. Our second stop was fabric bliss. So fabric bliss is down off of Santa Fe in Denver and it's in this little Santa Fe arts district. So there's all these cute little galleries. Um, MapQuest totally had the wrong number for her store. So I think she's at 989 Santa Fe and MapQuest thinks she's at 828 Santa Fe. So we parked um, in the 800 block and then ended up walking down a little ways, which was nice because we kind of got to at least see some of the other cute little things that were in the neighborhood. She has a beautiful selection of fabrics. Um, she has a really nice selection of yarn. It's a pretty small shop. Um, there, but she's got a nice selection of things. There was a beautiful shawl that was the free pattern. Um, she has a nice selection of Madeline Tosh. Um, she had some beautiful alpaca silk yarn that I was uh, fondling for quite a while. And every year... Um, the lemonade shop does an exclusive colorway for her for yarn along the Rockies, but it was already all gone. So that was my goal going into her shop. Um, but I didn't, I didn't end up buying anything in there. And then we went to fancy tiger. Um, and so fancy tiger is always a favorite of mine. Um, and they never disappoint. So this year, um, they are carrying nerd string. So, um, when an, when Renee was on the podcast, we were talking about some exciting things that she was not quite ready to talk about yet, and um, I think they're both both announced now. So that is that she is in two of the biggest yarn stores in Colorado now. 
those being Fancy Tiger and the Loopy You. So that was kind of fun. They they carry her bags. They she writes these funny cards about like um like that you could put in with knitted gifts and one of them says like I love you enough that I made this for you, but if you put it in the washing machine, I will kill you. Like it's like those kinds of things. Totally just that that witty funny stuff that Renee does. So they had a bunch of her stuff. Um we spent quite a bit of time in there. We had timed it out and thought we paid the meter by enough. We missed our parking meter by one minute, and then Jen got a parking ticket. So then I felt terrible. Um, but such is life. <laughs> so we um, they had a, a whole nice selection of clearance yarn. I'm trying to remember what Jen bought. She bought some Anzula. Oh, and some Madeline Tosh um, in one of the speckled colorways. Um, not Holly Party, but something like it. And then she's going to pair it with the yarn she dyed when we took the class with um, Meg from Sleep Season last year at Fancy Tiger. So that, that was pretty fun. And I bought some Hedgehog, which is um, upstairs. I don't have the colorway, but I'm sure I'll be talking about it soon. But I bought some Hedgehog. Um, at that point, that's what I was planning to pair. See, so like the there's going to be a recurring theme where I kept pulling the sunshine yarn out of my bag and trying to pair it with colors, and then I ended up buying a zillion things, all of which, none of which I'm now pairing with that particular <laughs> yarn, but it's okay. Um, so that was Fancy Tiger, and then we got in the car and we headed down pretty far south to um, Colorful Yarns. And so Colorful Yarns is in... Centennial, Colorado, and so that's pretty far south of Denver, like south of Cherry Creek and stuff, and my friend Shana lives down there. I guess Colorful Yarns is like three miles from her house, so we had been texting during the week, like, hey, I'm going to be down there, maybe we can get together, and uh, she was the perfect tour guide for this particular yarn shop. So I had seen them at Yarn Fest. Um, I bought my Bronco self-striping yarn from them, and I also got my cute little bag with the Boston Terriers um, from them at Yarn Fest. So I knew that they had a lot of great indie dyed stuff and lots of fun things. So they were they were a shop that I had never been to before, and I was very excited. So we got down there, we met Shayna. Um, she was wearing her beautiful uh, dotted, dotted rays, I think it's called, shawl that she did for the Ravelenics. So, um, if you don't follow her on Instagram, she's Shana Lines on um, Instagram, and it's this shawl is like a thing of beauty. She had all these minis and then some prize yarn that she won at Zombie Apocalypse, and she it's an enormous, beautiful shawl. So I was like, we were like driving in the parking lot, and I was waving and like clapping, like, yay, I get to see the shawl in person. Um, so anyways, we went into the store, and she was explaining to us that it had expanded several times, and since the last time they expanded, they have done a huge increase in their stock of um, indie dyers, and it was phenomenal. There were so – it was really hard to pick. I was like, I want all all of the things. They had three Irish girls. They had more Hedgehog. They had Yarn Ink, which is what I ended up buying. Um, it, at one point, they were stocking One Twisted Tree, which is Danny from the Prairie Girls. I don't think they had any in stock this time. Um, but there was just like a whole, the whole center of the store, basically, was just 
any indie dyer you could think of, they they had them, and it was so much fun. Um, and then they also had a, a whole section of gradients, and their neighborhood fiber company gradients were on sale 15% off. And so I bought a beautiful gray gradient set. actually starts all the way from, like, natural, like white, um, down to a dark gray, 1,300 yards of yarn. So I've been stocking patterns for that so that once my... Since my knit nosh crazy is over, um, I can do something fun with that. Um, and that was that one. We were in kind of a hurry to um, to leave that one once we made our purchases. I think Jen bought something there too. Maybe it's just that Shane bought something there. I can't remember. But the the one store that Jen really wanted to make sure we got to was Tea for You. And so tea for you, it's another one. There's kind of these little just pockets in these artistic, cute neighborhoods. So like the Santa Fe Gallery District that we were in. And then this Tennyson neighborhood um, is just super cute. All these adorable little shops. There's like a little cute used bookstore, um, like gallery kind of combo place next door. So tea for you is yarn and wine. And not yarn and wine. <laughs> Yarn and tea. I have a one-track mind. It's yarn and tea. And um, so we were kind of like racing to get there. I even called them. I said, I think we'll be there like right at six. Will you still be there if we get there right at six? And she said, yeah, like, of course, like hurry, you know. And so we raced over there and she then she said she was probably planning to hang out till 630. And there were two yarn crawlers walking in as we were walking out. So we were fine time-wise. But um but it's a cute little store. They um they have all of their yarn organized by color, which is very like visually pleasing. And they last year on the yarn crawl, actually I did not make it in there yet. Last year on the yarn crawl, but last year after the yarn crawl, I was in Denver for something else, and I decided to just head over there. And so I went to Tea for You, and I bought some of their yarn that went with. Their yarn crawl pattern, and that was that um, Scassell Abracadabra, which is the one that changes color in UV light. And so Jen bought some of that. Um, she bought a pink, and I guess she has something in mind. I'm trying to remember now. She was describing the yarn that she has at home to me. Maybe it's that it's an alpaca, and then it's got some sort of a pink sparkles I don't exactly remember but I can't wait to see what she does with the color changing yarn I had made mine into like a chevron hat and um I wear that all the time in the winter and it's super cute so um that was our last stop at yarn along the Rockies and believe it or not oh that's not even the end of my stash did I talk about I don't think I talked about this already so my last shipment of the Madeline Tosh sweater club came in um, and it was super late. It was like the August, the July yarn came like the middle of August, but I'm not going to get around to it for a little while anyways. So, um, but the last shipment that I got was, uh, DK twist in the cosmic silver colorway. So it's a silver gray with like speckles of rainbow color. And so I've been stocking patterns for that. I don't know yet what that's going to grow up to be, but it's super cute. I'm very excited to have it. I was glad when it when it got here and they have announced their fall club. So if you guys are interested, I really do find like it's pretty good value, but it is hard to keep up with. Um, the colors this time are gorgeous as always. Um, 
but I have reached a point where I feel like what I what I do not need right now is another sweater quantity of Madeline Tosh in my stash. I need to knit some of that down before I do it. So I'm definitely going to take off this round, and maybe I'll start up again next round. My, my knitting mojo is strong, so maybe I'll set some goals about, um, you know, knitting a couple of the different colors. The grasshopper fine merino was what I did. Not fine merino. Merino worsted, I think it's called, that I did the fine jacket in. That was a sweater club one. I have a couple of things that I'm stocking um, to use a, up a couple of the other sweater quantities. So once I get through those a bit, um, then I think I'm going to be ready to maybe do it again in the spring or something. But if you are interested, if you're a fan of Madeline Tosh, if you knit a lot of sweaters, I would definitely recommend it because, like I said, the colors are beautiful. I think it's a pretty good value. Um, I just have not been keeping up with mine, so I'm going to take a little break. So that's it for my very long stash section. My attending. So I, I know I've talked about it a lot, but Knit Nosh is coming up. Um, so we are just under three weeks until Knit Nosh. Um, there are still some tickets available, so if you're local and you want to come, it is not too late. Um, I do expect that we will sell them all, so don't wait too long, but, um, thankfully there are still some tickets left. So if you're interested, please visit knitnosh.com and, um, and there are still tickets. For those of you who might be new to the podcast, Knitnosh is an event that I threw back in January. We're doing our second one now in September, and it is a food, wine, and yarn tasting. And I have four great Colorado yarn companies that come, and they bring yarn for everyone to taste, and then they sell their yarn at the end. It's a great way to meet the dyers and get to see their stuff and get to try their stuff um, and just, like, hang out and have a lot of fun with other knitters. So... Um, the four companies that we have this time, we have MJ Yarns, we have Scandalous, we have Nerd, and then People Who Fields is new this time to us, and we're excited to have Sherry there. And then Katie from Modular Modular Bags will be there as well. I have a bag of Katie's from last round, and it is super cute and super high quality, so, um, so those are great. And uh, we are selling kits on knitnosh.com as well, so there are different sizes of kits, all the way from bite size, which gets you kind of the things that you would get if you were coming to the event. So you get a wine glass and a project bag and um, the tastes of yarn, and then there are different um, variations. You can get a version that is the fun size that has one full skein from one of the vendors and tastes from everybody else, and then we've got a version that's got one full skein from all four vendors. Um, and then there's a version that's the I Want It All, and that is the wine glass and the project bag and a skein of yarn from each of the vendors and a bag from Katie from Modular Modular. So check it out. Um, if you guys are interested in the kits, they are on sale until September the 10th. They will ship around October the 1st. Um, and if you're local, we would love to have you there. So I'm just going to give you guys a quick update on planning and preparation because it's all really starting to come together very nicely. Last weekend I went in and did uh, the tasting. So I had put together, because we're doing this at a new um, venue, the event will be at Gallery 1874 in Arvada, Colorado. It was formerly the Festival Playhouse. And uh, the Samples family who um, owns Sample World, Samples World Bistro, which is where I had the first event, 
um, they are opening this new event venue in Arvada. Um, they run a foundation called Sample Supports, and Sample Supports is all about um, providing work for developmentally disabled individuals who might otherwise have a hard time finding work. Um, and so in opening the gallery, they will, um, first of all, be able to display artworks by um, people who are their clientele from Sample Supports. They also feel like they are going to be able to generate 150 jobs in the local community for people with de developmental disabilities. So it's really cool to get to work with them. I am their first ever event um, in the new space. So that is awesome. And every time I go and meet with them, they're so nice. So for the first round, when I went to do the tasting, I brought my friend Jen. This time, um, my husband came with me. And so he had not really had the whole experience of how, how well they take care of me when I go into samples to talk about these events. And they're so nice. So it was fun to kind of do that with him. But I had put together there. We have a lot more choices in terms of the menu this time because now they have kind of a full catering menu. And I had put together two different menu options. Um, and I'm not going to no spoilers. I'm not going to tell you guys what I ended up picking. But we sat and ate for a long time. And what I will tell you is they were always great with me about um making sure that we can accommodate people's dietary needs. I had the most delicious gluten-free chocolate chip cookie that I could ever even imagine. Because sometimes gluten-free sweets are not fantastic. These were fantastic. So um, the tasting went well. The wine selection went well. Um, we've got a lot of cool different wines for everybody to try this time. And the food, like the food is to die for. So I'm very, very, very excited um, the venue is going to be finished really this week. So I'm hoping to get down there, um, either Friday or over the weekend so that I can actually see the venue. I've seen photos and I have like a map to do the seating chart and everything. Um, and we're going to have quite a bit more space this time. So the vendors will be up on where the stage used to be when it was a playhouse. So lots of room for you guys to get up there and, um, and check out the yarns during, and at the end of the event, um, and we were conservative with the number of tickets that we're selling. So last time I sold up like right up to the fire code, like we, we packed everybody into the restaurant that we could. And this time I'm going to just, I've just scaled back from that a little bit. We kind of have the number we think would fit. And then we have the number that we think would be comfortable. And we went, with the number we think would be comfortable. So bigger tables, more room to spread out, more room in between, and so much more room for the vendors to put the yarn that I think it's going to be a really fun experience for you guys. So I hope that you're able to join. If you're listening and you are coming, I can't wait to see you. Um, gosh, what? So the other things that I will be attending on September the um, 10th and 11th, is the Salida Fiber Festival. I am still planning to go. Um, I'm hoping that I will be able to accomplish so much this next weekend that it won't be a big deal for me to drive up to Salida the weekend before um, Nitnosh. And so I went last year. Um, I really enjoyed the beautiful drive. I feel like Salida is a charming little town, and um, it's really really a lot of fun. So they do, they have an activity tent, they have a beer garden. I had forgotten about that from last year, but, um, but that was pretty cool. There's a silent auction. And then I was just going to 
read off some of the places that um, that I remember from last year that are going to be back there again. So Greenwood Fiberworks, she's got beautiful yarn and beautiful um, fiber. Um, and she was at Yarn Fest as well, I think. The 100th Sheep, that's a yarn store, I think. Or maybe they're a dyer. They're from Colorado Springs. Twice Sheared Sheep, I remember meeting them, and they are really cool. Um, but there's got to be at least, oh, Dragon Fairy Works, that's another one that I've seen, I think, both there and at Yarn Fest. Um, so there's a lot of great stuff. I'm going to say there's got to be at least 50 vendors here on this list that I'm looking at, and totally worth it if you're looking for a fun thing to go do um, on a weekend in September. It's a beautiful drive. It's a beautiful town, um, and I highly recommend it. The other... Thing that I am doing is we're like six weeks out. I think we're six weeks out from Rhinebeck. So that is super exciting. I already have my Rhinebeck sweater ready except for the buttons. Although I do think that um, depending on the weather, maybe one of these new crazy sweaters that, I, that I'm working on right now will be my Rhinebeck sweater instead. Um, but maybe it'll be a game time decision. <laughs> we'll see. I like the idea of wearing one of my knit nosh sweaters to Rhinebeck. So if I can get them done, then that's probably what I'll do. I would love to hear from you guys, anybody who's gone, because I've never been. Um, and so if anybody's going and you want to meet up, please, please reach out the must-dos. Um, I want to start like looking through the list, making my budget, right? Trying to figure out like what are the must-see things that I that I need to definitely get to. But if there's anything that has been a highlight for you guys at Rhinebeck in the past, um, let me know. Give me a shout because I want to make the most of this. I don't know when I will get to go again. And so I want to make sure that my my first time is, um, is the best it can be. So those are it for um, upcoming events from me. Okay, guys, so um, knit-alongs and giveaways. I wanted to say congratulations again to, I think it's Carrie, who is Nightingale, who won the Kate Atherley book. Um, I got your address, and so I will be trying to get to the post office this week or this weekend, and I will get that in the mail to you. We do have one other um, giveaway going on in the Ravelry group right now, and that is for Jennifer Lassonde, who is the host of the Downseller Studio podcast, her new shawl the Riley Rose shawl. She has offered up a, a copy of that to give to you guys. So thank you, Jen. Um, the thread is open in the Ravelry group and I'm just asking people to post their, what their favorite color combo would be. So it calls for five different colors. Um, and there's been some really cool entries and really good thoughts about, um, what colors would look great in that beautiful shawl. And this is probably the last episode. I'm going to try to get the episode published before the knit along wraps up. Um, but the summer superlatives knit along is coming to a close. It ends on September the 1st. So I will be locking the threads on the 1st. And probably that'll be part of my quiet Labor Day weekend is um, to tally up all the entries and do some random number drawing for the prizes. But I wanted to give one final shout out to our awesome sponsors. And I wanted to thank everybody for participating. It's been really fun to see um, what you've put in your stash over the summer and what you've been working on and where you've been knitting and all of those things. So thank you guys so much for the participation and thank you so much to our sponsors. I'm going to do a quick rundown 
of the sponsors. And um, so here we go. So I have some patterns from Shayna at Yumi Yarns. And so thank you, Shayna, for those. Jen Sheelan has offered a copy of her New Horizons cowl pattern. I have um, a couple of different things from Kramer Yarns. So I have a skein of Belfast, which is a yarn that I have knit with that um, is a cotton-based, and I did a review of it back in May because I used it to knit my mom's Mother's Day gift. I have a set of four fix-a-stitch tools. These are great tools if you um, need to do repairs when you drop a stitch, particularly in garter stitch, and frankly, knitting a lot of garter stitch, stitch lately. So... Um, I am seeing the value of why those would be important. Um, I have a port side dop kit from Sprout Patterns. So Sprout Patterns is a spoon flower um, company and they print the pattern pieces and the fabric design onto a single piece of fabric. So then you can just cut it out. You don't have to cut out paper patterns and then pin them, and then cut out the fabric again. So it saves a lot of time. Um, I have a I have a port side dop kit from them myself, and I have been working on that this summer. I haven't had time to sew. So I'm going to add that to my Labor Day list. I mean, yeah, Labor Day, <laughs> my Labor Day list. But um, they've kindly offered one of those in your choice of fabric, and that'll be a really fun prize for somebody. I have a skein of Manos Marina, which is a lace weight yarn in the color of your choice. Um, I have... Kramer Yarns Tatney Tweed DK in the color of your choice. Dale Garn Yarn has donated two skeins of um, a yarn they released over the summer, which is Eco Baby Wool. And then Melanie from Knit Stitch Yarn um, is donating two of her mini skein sets. I have them upstairs, and they are beautiful. She's also offered you guys a coupon code. So it's uh, Knit Act 10, and that's 10% off any order over $25. We have a bag of the winner's choice from Nitty Kitty Bags, a zippy project bag from um, Annie Pearl Homemade Goods, and she picked out a cute vintage swimset, swimsuit fabric for that one, so I'm excited to see um, that bag when it gets sent off to the winner. I have two skeins of yarn in the color of your choice from Briggs and & Little, um, and so there's lots of prizes, you guys, and there is still time to put things in uh, the Ravelry threads or to tag things KAP Summer Cal. Totally okay to double dip. So if you finished anything, um, whips count, put your Stash Dash projects in there, put your Ravelenics projects in there. Um, I am open to any of that and I just wanna see what you guys are knitting. So thank you again to everybody that's participated and thank you again to the sponsors and hopefully I'll have all the winners drawn um, by the next episode. How much do we love? Um, you guys, I feel like this has been a super long episode, so I'm not going to go crazy with the how much do you love this time. But I do have a thread open in the um, Ravelry group, so you can tell me how much you love the things that you love. Somebody put in there, how much do we love how I met your mother? And I totally do love how I met your mother. Um, a couple things that I am loving right now. Dr. Thorne, which is um, a new like period drama from Julian Fellows. Um, who is the creator and producer and writer and all that from um, Downton Abbey. He has a new show called Dr. Thorne. It's on Prime Video. I've only watched, I think, one and a half episodes of it, but I am enjoying the heck out of it. It's really good. 
Um, and so that would be something that I would really recommend to you guys. And then I was just going to say, like, how much do we love a long weekend, right? Because I am so ready for a break. Um, and so um, I will almost certainly record an episode next weekend. But for those of you who are in the U.S. and have a long weekend coming up for Labor Day, enjoy it. I hope that you get lots of knitting and lots of relaxation. And I guess that's kind of the like official end of summer. So I hope that your summers have been great. And thank you guys as always for listening. Um, if you want to connect with me, the best ways to do that are um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Knit Actually Podcast. I am um, on Ravelry and there is the Ravelry group, which has been um, growing and becoming more engaged all the time. So that is awesome. Thank you guys for that. I did want to put in a little plug um, about iTunes reviews. iTunes reviews are a great way for people to find the podcast. So the audience of the podcast, it's kind of fun, has been like growing and growing and growing over time. But having um, those iTunes reviews really helps. So if you have time to do that for me or for any other podcast that you listen to and enjoy, I would appreciate that tremendously. I did post the podcast on Google Play as well. So um, that's another way that you can find it um, as of, I think, last week. So thank you guys for listening. I will be talking to you very, very soon. And in the meantime, happy knitting.